0: to talk Padres baseball, we've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to play their second of four against the Cardinals in St. Louis. And we've got Mike Janella hosting the show slash party.
1: Always a good time here in the having studio. so much fun. Are you? <laughs> glad?
0: Alongside Mike, we've got Randy Jones, who's here for his extremely unique insights into baseball. And you can see a guy, number four hitter, had a hangover.
2: And you'll take that advantage. Him, no, that's not an advantage. I don't want to hit no? against no, that no, guy. That, no, you pitch around him. Because he, he's not thinking, he has, he just he's loose as a goose. You know, he's, right. he's the one that scares you. He'll go four for five if you give him a chance.
0: And rounding up the crew, it's Mike Grace, who also has some extremely unique insights into baseball.
2: Well, I actually
3: sold soft pretzels at uh, the ballpark in Arlington when I was in high school.
0: Really? But, now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella Randy Jones, and Mike Grace. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to Padres
1: Social Hour. We are here in the AMR studio. We've got Gracie, we've got RJ, we've got Blooper and Maddie, and we've got all this, all this hullabaloo going on at Petco Park. There's like a Spider-Man
3: behind you putting things yeah. up, and yeah, I was yeah. like, what, what is there, going man? on, just, on dude, here? are just
1: climbing around with wires right over my shoulder. They're getting ready for, I mean, Comic-Con, your favorite week of yeah, the year, right, favorite, RJ? You
2: betcha. Just, <laughs> just love coming down here. That,
1: it's circled on your calendar all year long, right? Um, People no.
3: walking by and... He's like Seth. Give me costumes. every Comic Con show you can. I want to be around for everything. Oh, boy, I want to yeah. go to all the panels. I want to wear my costumes. Randy Jones is I mean, in. I, I just got run at all the baseball mascots, and so now I got this. <laughs> Come
1: on. <laughs> it's all kind of the same universe, right? <laughs> which one <laughs> do you? Which like one that. do
3: you? Well, which one do you find most attractive as far as the mascots go, Ooh, Randy? Oh, good
2: call. I don't know. What do you think, blooper? You have a favorite?
3: The Reds one? Isn't that a, a female one? <laughs> Rosie the Red, the only female <laughs> okay, mascot. is the female mascot?
1: This is the thing where Brady Phelps has said on the show that we should be periscoping or Facebook-living the off-air chats <laughs> we have. This is one of those instances where if we were, maybe for the for the better, that we're not talking about that. Better. <laughs> Don't shake your head, Blooper. Oh, yeah. man. Comic Con uh, it is here. uh, Not quite yet; they're getting set up, but here at Peco Park, they will be having a few events as well. Uh, MTV I think is doing an award show here. Mr. Robot's doing some stuff, so uh, it's much more than just the convention
2: center, and Uh we're seeing that here now. What kind of idea, though? Tell me. We'll get a couple of cases of the Wilmar's bobbleheads, and we'll go out here and we'll sell them. It's a great idea. What do you think?
3: Book it. Capitalism, baby. Yeah, look that at might you. might work. And maybe they want some barbecue sauce with
2: it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Package deal? <laughs> no.
1: Barbecue Ooh. in a bobble? Ooh. Boom. Bad, not there B-B. B&B.
2: There we go. Might have well, to split the profit show with Will, I guess.
1: Huh. We just want to tell him about it. That's all. Um, speaking of, though, Comic-Con, later on, uh, we've got a good show today. We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. We may talk some mascots. They're uh, opening that mascot Hall of Fame they announced today, uh, breaking ground on that. But uh, Robbie Erlin is stopping by, too. It seems like years ago that he was pitching for the Padres, uh, underwent Tommy John surgery. But if you remember, speaking of Will Myers, last year uh, he was on Conan O'Brien's live stream playing video games uh, with Conan and his online team. So Robbie Erlin and Eric Johnson were invited to do that today. So they went over there. Robbie then came over here. He talked about that, but also about the recovery from TJ, what it's like uh, still being here and kind of being involved with the team and going through that process. So first time I'd ever spoken to someone who was in the middle of a Tommy John recovery. Very interesting conversation, so we'll have that for you uh, a little bit later on. Um, But uh, a lot going on. So, uh, first, I do want to thank you guys for manning the ship while I was away, Gracie in particular. No problem. Hey, not a problem. Well, you were here anyway, like you normally are. Sure. But uh, Gracie's coming in and taking the time. I I do appreciate it. How did it go without me? Went all right? Fine. Yes. You're supposed to say we missed you so much, Mike. Uh, Yeah. and you know, I saw too many pictures. Had a of heck you. of a weekend. You swept
3: know. the Giants. I mean,
1: uh, we, we were like, keep Janela
3: on the East Coast. We're I doing know. Pretty well. well, this was the
1: issue. So, yesterday with the 10 2 loss, I was like, these guys got to win the one game when I come back, or else people start thinking it's the Janela curse. Blooper himself even started a hashtag yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, keep Janela in Jersey. And uh, the keep Janela in California crowd took a pretty big blow yesterday in that <laughs> game, uh, let me tell you. But Blooper says the big test is when we play the Giants again, how that how that reacts. I mean, they that practically the, the threw, a, no hit- almost threw
3: a no-hitter on a Sunday without you here. I mean, I think that tells you I everything <laughs>
1: you need to know. You're, you're not here to grow a silly beard or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. Oh, actually, we were talking about this yesterday.
2: Almost threw a no-hitter. Well, they could good. barely
1: win on a Sunday, and then to almost throw a no-hitter on a Sunday, I think that's what Gracie was saying, that it really went over the top with me not here. Um, we were talking about <laughs> the, uh, the no-hitter yesterday. I do, though, want to congratulate you on the the first pitch you threw at the All-Star Game. I hadn't seen you since then. That was awesome. And you guys gave him a proper roasting about that opening day first pitch, which was not your best one. But like you said, uniform change, you adjusted.
2: I'm telling you. Pitching at this level is all about the adjustments, right? Yes, that's right. And I made a couple of adjustments.
1: Yeah, and and it looked great. So uh, it was awesome. And uh, just seeing, again, uh, we won't be milking this All-Star Week forever, but they announced those final numbers today. I mean, all the sales numbers, the attendance numbers across everything – uh, it was just you know all-time records and a whole bunch of different stuff, big time up from last year in Cincinnati. And I think it's because they all came out to see you throw that sinker, RJ.
2: That was perfect, little two-seamer. Ah, thing of beauty. <laughs> <to> watch that <laughs> all. Taylor made double play. I
1: love 100%. it, hundred percent. So uh, congrats on that. But uh, let's talk that no-hitter. So yesterday we had Ben Higgins on the show, and he the day before during the no-hitter tweeted out. Uh, I'll read it here. Sorry, but I don't want Edwin Jackson, who likely has no long-term future with the Padres, to throw the first no-hitter in franchise history. And everybody was giving him a hard time. We don't care who throws it, just that anybody throws it. So having been pretty close to throwing some no-nos in your day, RJ, and you, Grace, having been a fan for as long as you have, where do you guys stand on this thing? Do you care who throws a Padres no-hitter? Does it have to be someone that... Has been around with the team, or that no. could be a
2: long-term piece? No, because we obviously realize how difficult it is to do anyway, and uh, whoever wants to do it—I mean, that would have been that would have been perfect if Edward Jackson would have thrown a no-hitter in a Padres uniform. Might have walked into the sunset. Might have cost meditation <laughs> a hundred. Just walk 100, right into the ocean. 140 You're done. Pitches, 140 pitch nine-inning yeah, no-hitter with five you know, or six never, walks, and he never starts again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, probably whatever works. You so know, your your team, you know, whoever it is, oh, it doesn't matter to me. any any given day you just never know
1: how about you Gracie
2: uh usually usually
3: I'm like I want it to be somebody I'm on Ben's side for whatever reason Edwin Jackson it just felt right (laughs) on Sunday I'm like I really want him to do it I mean (laughs) especially after you read like what a good guy he is and how great his teammates have loved him over the years and you know, a, a kind of a fun reclamation project, and him coming in doing it the way he would have done it. I, I was good with it. I was pulling for it. I'm not always in that boat, though. I guess the biggest thing for me, though, is that a starting pitcher finishes the game. Right. I, I really don't want the first one to have a bullpen finish it.
2: Oh, that's, that doesn't count, does
1: it? Technically, it, it, it does. Count yeah. yeah. We talked about t- that t- as yesterday. As a a don't,
2: don't do Absolutely. that. Don't. I don't want to be on that show the next day. I don't. If, if it's like a three pitcher no hitter. Don't even. I'm not sure. I mean, out. like,
3: imagine your boy Colin Ray. He's up to 120 pitches. You know, in August, in the seventh inning No matter inning what or you say, finish. It, I that's mean, the kid's the, gonna be on an Indians'
2: no, limit. No. If you want to be in the record books, that's how you do it.
1: So you guys are both anti oh. combined no hitter. Oh. Th- at least for, for the too, first yeah. one.
3: Once you well, you, you got to get the first one. After that, then I'm then I'm good with anything. Kay. You know. I mean, Ryan Schimpf would have gotten a. Cycle the other day it would have been amazing. You know? Once I mean, that
1: first one's out of the way, then you're all set. Then, yeah. then, then whatever Blooper you get. is anti-combined no-hitter. I'm the same. Oh, yeah, was yeah. it Ben or Bob yesterday Was was okay with it under ben, certain circumstances? Ben, also cool with also it. Also Ben. Ben's argument well, was say, Scan's
3: a lifelong bullpen guy, so of course he's going to be okay, <laughs> okay
1: with it. <laughs> he had some starts in his, in his day. <laughs> Scan actually told us he was part of a combined no-hitter in the minor leagues, a triple-A, and the guys didn't celebrate it at all. After the game, they just it meant nothing to them. Yeah. Yeah. So same for you. Um, the one thing, Ben's one interesting counterpoint was, say, this is, you know, 2006, 2007, and it's Jake Peavy going for eight, and then Trevor comes in for the ninth. Or if it's, you know, in the Yankees' heyday, it's Clemens for eight, Rivera for nine. Does that change it at all? No. No, I mean... You still no. want the one guy to do it all night. That's right. I mean, I...
2: Let's get David Wells down here and ask him what he thinks. We could.
1: He's around here
2: once yeah. in a while. Yeah, we can I find mean, out from yeah, him. I already know what he's going to say. but <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> that,
3: That's so. what I'm holding out for at this point. I'm like, don't do it unless it's a perfect game. Ooh, <laughs> just just like, give us the perfect that'd, game, that'd, game that'd, too. I you know like it, Mike? I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm with wanna... you.
2: can a guy just go out there and throw nine innings? Just go nine. Just go nine. So you have to go 140 pitches. Forget it. Come
1: on. <sighs> It's. I mean, it's tough the way these guys go these days. You're almost you you almost can't get a complete game without throwing 120, 30, 40 pitches because of all the the power that these guys are going through. Yeah. Deep counts, strikeouts. It's tough. Um, would you have was it a lessened it for you at all if it was like an eight walk no hitter or you don't care about that?
3: I didn't care. Okay. I mean, he he had three walks I think in those six innings. I mean, at this point, it's been <laughs> so he, long. He was, Just uh, give us
2: one. But he was running out of gas though would he give up the you home know, run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could tell he was
3: that error. That really messed with him. You yeah, know, he really. And he, what he said he was cramping in his hand. Yeah, and that, he, said that he couldn't grip control. Of the, yeah, and I exactly. mean, you could totally. D- and that makes a little more sense having watched it because he did totally look like he ran out of gas, and he was still what at eighty something pitches. So he really shouldn't have been running out of gas. A veteran guy like that. Yeah, but
2: adrenaline though, is a different thing, and you know, with another team, all you know, all of a sudden. Yeah, there's still a lot of added pressure to that first start with a new team like this.
1: Well, yeah. Forget about the making potential Padres history and getting right into the the new Hall of Fame on your first day. But oh yeah, it's all new teammates. It's all new guys. A new park. It. All the first time for you. You're trying to make a good first impression, and now you throw six no-hit innings on top of that. That only adds some fuel to the fire. Uh, I did some research today, uh, briefly uh, talking about this whole thing. Who would you want it to be? And I picked only no hitters for teams who had their first ever no hitter. Since 1990, so you figure teams that had either waited for a while or expansion teams. And only once out of the eight different teams that it happened to was the guy in his first season with the team that threw the no-hitter. It was the Marlins in 96 with Al Leiter. Every other instance, the guy had been there at least two years. Randy Johnson with the Mariners, Dave Steve with the Blue Jays who'd been there for 12, Dennis Martinez with the Expos. So more times than not, the guy who throws that first one, at least in recent history, has at least some kind of history with the team. For Edwin Jackson, that would have been I mean, that would have been a trivia question for all time. It would have been a I one? I think iconic. I was good
3: with it because it would have been so absolutely random. I mean, it just beyond random. Less than so like if Christian Friedrich came up, and had done it this year. I mean, Edwin Jackson, a guy that most people had completely given up on as a major leaguer, comes back. I, I think that's what made it okay for me because it was just beyond random. Right.
1: Especially having waited as long as this franchise has. Why exactly. not just go all the way crazy with someone that you never would have yeah,
2: expected? Well, still throwing you know, 94, 96 miles an hour He hit 98. 98? Yeah, he hit on 98. He hit We're like, too. where did yeah, that I come checked, from? Check the gun. On the 98. Okay. A L- little home like cooking on the other no side. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you. Let us know what you think. Much,
1: uh, I know we talked about it some yesterday, but if you have any lingering thoughts on that or anything else we get to today, hashtag PadresSH. There's also the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Uh, we did, by the way, forget yesterday to wish uh, congratulations to Brett Wallace. He and his wife uh, welcoming their first child into the little world boy. on the paternity list. Yeah. Awesome. You, don't,
3: you don't understand, Mike. It's a pretty big deal.
2: I'm the only one on this set who hasn't Ah, gone through it, or on this couch at least, I should say.
1: But, uh, yeah, you have any tips for Brett? you Are going to be texting with him like, hey, here's what you can or can't do? Uh,
3: He gets to sleep in, man. He gets to come to work at, like, 11 every day. So, you know, it's a little easier for him.
1: Shots fired. Gracie over to Brett Wallace. Hope you're watching, Brett. I just want him
2: to smile at me. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, good
1: luck. Not talking (laughs) like that. It's not going to happen
2: anytime soon. He he wants to get back so he can get on a road trip, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not giving more credit than that as a first-time dad. <laughs> uh, Beckett Alexander Wallace sounds like a future big-leaguer name to me. So, congrats to uh, to Brett and his wife Taylor. <laughs> or he'll be
3: grading uh, baseball cards.
1: What, yeah, one or the other. Um, all right, we'll come back here in a bit. We'll talk about that game yesterday. Uh, Jed Jerko, that man again, huh? Gonna see uh, what we can say about that. But also, we want to remind you that come Friday, July 29th, the Padres are back in town for Party in the Park presented by Southwest Airlines. Be here for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas with airfare from Southwest and amenities provided by Las Vegas. It's a Vegas-themed happy hour before the Padres take on the Reds at 740. Get tickets at Padres.com party. We come back, we'll talk about that game from last night. And, man, that Petco Park is getting ready for a lot more than just baseball this week. We're back with more Padres Social Hour. Don't go far.
0: Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR
1: studio. By the way, 34th anniversary, Tony Gwynn's first career hits today. It was a nice day. I ended up... uh, 3,139 later in addition to the first two that he notched. And uh, always a nice day to look back. Uh, and that great story, the famous Pete Rose, you know, don't catch me in one night, kid, story. <laughs> so yeah. uh, after a week of celebrating the great history we had here, uh, nice to have that as a little cherry on top today. Um, East Village Times tweeting in at hashtag PadresSH. Anderson Espinosa, who uh, the Padres just got for the Drew Pomeranz and that deal, first no-hitter, book it. So I'm going to have to wait a couple yeah, more years. Well, hey. I, you know but what? It could be him. I want it to be a good one, so that would be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> man, that man. <laughs> really seems like make a it last. Little little away. <laughs> um, all right, so, yeah, very. Uh, all right, so last night, 10 uh, 2 loss. Uh, the people, again, who think that me being back in San Diego is the reason the Padres uh, had that loss yesterday. I counter. Maybe you should learn how to pitch the Jet Jerko because this guy has been killing this team this year. Another three hit game, another home run. He's 9 for 14 with three homers against the Padres this year. Now, he says. They asked him, "Is playing against your old team, the team that just traded you, does that do anything extra for you? Is that really locking you
2: in when you play them?"
1: And he's like, "Nah, it's just another. You know, I'm seeing the ball well. It's just another yeah, game. I, you know, you buy- believe that or no?"
2: I do. Now, knowing Jed Jerko, I buy that. I really do. I think it's just a coincidence. And you know, you know, you figure out how to pitch him, man. But you look at look at the pitch. I know the base hit. I don't know where the pitch of the home run was, but the base hit the left field was up. You know, right there. You know, it hit me. You know, fastball. Yep. So, I mean, he got some pitches to hit, and that's the biggest difference, I think. You, when you're getting pitches like that, you know, hey, you're going to be I, 9 for 13. There's
1: got to be something, though, right? Gracie Absolutely. here.
2: Yeah.
3: No, there is. Th- Chad Ch- Ch- uh, always reminded me, like, Dennis the Menace. You know, he kind of had, like, this mischievous <laughs> aura about him. Yeah. And so, I guarantee you he's a little pumped up to play his former team, and he's probably a little excited you, to you, face this pitching staff right now. Can but. you
2: rationalize Dennis the Menace getting pumped up about anything? Think about it. <laughs> Do you remember? You do you? Did you ever watch Dennis? I the did, I did. Not, yeah, not when you, it was where on. Where are you going I'm, with I'm this? I'm just saying. I mean, he's saying <laughs> the, I mean, Dennis the Menace gets up. All right. Uh, who was the? Who was? <laughs> huh?
3: who was the? Uh, the neighbor, Eddie Haskell. You know. I mean, he's got. A, he's just got a kind of that. Uh, the, you know? the, that sticky stick it to you a <laughs> yeah. little bit of attitude. You know. Well, the thing. A, the reason a, I. He's a fun guy. He's a good guy. The but, reason you know, I think. A yeah. little bit to
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The reason I think there may be something to it is his brother's reaction remember when the Cardinals were here and Jed was tearing the cover off the ball and his brother tweeting all over the place about how oh you're sticking it to like he was doing all the talking basically that Jed didn't so I I have to think there's got to be something deep down in his head where he's really a little maybe not amped up but definitely taking some extra satisfaction from this
2: oh sure then let's let's text Colin Ray tell him to pitch him in Good. Brush yeah. it back. Well, you Do probably have his number. Well, he about won't about answer my hard calls. And hard think in.
3: about what his numbers would look like if he hadn't played the Padres this year. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be, he'd be public point. enemy number one. one no, the Mendoza lineup. They're
1: saving a season, basically. Did you, when you, because the Padres traded you those couple of years with the Mets, you came back, you pitched pretty well against the Padres. Was that ever anything nah. for you, any extra motivation? No,
2: not really. Nothing? No. It was just weird. It, just, there was no more, more motivation. I don't want to get my job done, but it was just kind of, Strange being on the mountain after eight years of seeing your old uniform.
1: So did, it, did it hurt you then if it didn't, like, amp you up? Did the whole, like, surrealness of it, did that kind of throw you off a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think it threw me off more than it, than it helped me. I really do. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought that. Um, your numbers, by the way, against the Padres, uh, not as a Padre. You gave up seven runs, but only one of them earned. Yeah. So got. that defense behind you really let you, let you
2: down in 14 innings. It must have been Hubie Brooks at third, man. You know.
1: <laughs> That's the one thing I love about
2: RJ. Uh, the, he is not afraid to throw uh, anybody throw under, under the, the bus, bus after from all his these old years, playing days. Get over it, you know.
3: Oh, man, that is so good. You can still remember some things. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know.
1: It's selective memory with this one is what I
2: learned. I I think. He remembers being wrong. There might be a lot more in there, but it ain't called coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Another rough one last night. So, I mean, Christian Friedrich, he didn't pitch great, but he kept them in the game enough. It was the bullpen that really uh, let that thing slip away. And Carlos Villanueva, you know, talking about Jerko and his old team, Villanueva was a Cardinal. Came over to the Padres this year. I think a lot of people expected him to be a good stabilizing force in that bullpen. He has not been. No. Uh, very disappointing this year from the numbers he had last year. And we can go into the specific stats if you want. But, I mean, where does this rank for you in terms of disappointments for, for the Padres this year? Because I think people have expected a lot out of this guy uh, that they're not getting.
2: I really thought he would stabilize that bullpen a little bit more when, when we first uh, you know, were in, in camp, and it just hasn't happened. And I don't know, maybe I think we're using him the right way and the only way we can. But uh, he, has, he hasn't had any you know, really quality appearances on a consistent basis what, 12 home runs or whatever he's given up in, like, 50 or 50 innings. I mean, just, you know, bad numbers and just making way too many mistakes. Behind hitters, you know, not being that presence out of the bullpen that we thought he's going to be.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt like he was kind of that swing guy, you know, your innings eater, even though they had a couple of those come into the right. season. Uh, I would say the one benefit from everything that we've seen is that he's really taken Luis Perdomo under his wing, uh, really kind of helped him understand how to pitch to to big league hitters and and kind of been a mentor to him. And so I think he is serving that role, so that's helpful. I mean, at this point, the wins and losses aren't always the most important thing, so I think he's still helping this team on some level. But to uh, to be honest, I mean, I don't know if I had really huge expectations for him. I I think we all had concerns about the bullpen, and he was obviously kind of towards the end of that bullpen. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much you really could have expected from him. I mean, he's never been an all-star level, level player throughout his no, career. No, but I, so I thought I mean, we'd have
2: more consistency from him. Okay. You know, get more outs, get more quality innings, you know, get us out of a jam here and there. Yeah. And it really hasn't happened. Well, I mean, and the
3: bullpen's just been totally reshuffled with all the trades. So, I mean, you've got a guy coming into higher leverage situ- situations than he did earlier in the year. Right. Uh, not that he hasn't been uh, been in them in his career, but, I mean, guys are taking on totally different roles than they had even in the first half of the season.
4: You look at
1: the, at the numbers. Uh, I mean, last year was kind of a career year for him, and when they come that late in your career, it can be a bit of a red flag. But his ERA last year, two nine five, a WHIP of one one six, less than a home run allowed per nine innings. This year, the ERA is north of five, the WHIP is one four. He's giving up more than two home runs per nine innings. To your point, R.J. Right. So the hits allowed, the home runs allowed uh, per nine, both career highs. Yeah. So the numbers are really skewing in a bad direction, and you're
2: running out of time in the season to get back on track. Not too late, though make a couple of adjustments. Yeah.
3: Well, middle relief is always the most volatile year to year position in baseball. Guys can come out and have really big years, smaller sample size because of the yeah. in, the amount of innings they're going to pitch and then they can lose it the next year. Well, so certain, I
2: mean. certain guys with the inconsistencies and you look at you look at Wave, Way, but you got Quackenbush been, in, you know, erratic and inconsistent in there, and especially in that middle, you know, this seems kind of obvious when they come in. You know, they get in trouble.
1: Yeah, I and mean, we've seen the success with Bookter. We've seen Maurer finally start to figure it out. It looks like hand more times than not uh, is reliable. But, yeah, it's that, that middle when your yes. starters can't get you into the seventh or eighth and you need someone to get you there. That's when it starts getting a little soft yes. in the midsection. And, w- and we're really spoiled
3: because for many, many years well, we had seven, eight, nine. We mm, always had a guy, a seven, have. eight, nine guy, and it's just not there anymore. That's, we've used those guys to get assets. Yeah, yeah. I
2: remember that so well. And so, but now all of a sudden you know, these starters – Hey, better go a little
3: deeper. When you yeah. got seven, eight, nine, it takes all the pressure off the rest of those bullpen yeah. guys. Don't yeah, know put, what you got until it's gone. Puts all the gone. pressure
2: on the other team. You get turned into a six-inning game. Exactly. You know. Yeah, uh, not too many of those lately. Has dude, been a
1: big dude. problem. All right. Uh, one guy who unfortunately has not been contributing to the pitching staff is because of injury. Robbie Erlin. We have a pre-taped interview. He swung by earlier today. We're going to air that next. So stick around to find out how that's going for him. And then uh, we can talk uh, all the Comic Con you want when we come back. RJ, how's that Ooh-hoo,
2: sound? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it.
1: No, uh, when <laughs> we do come back, uh, John Jay uh, getting a lot of pub, being back in St. Louis, won a little award today from the MLB Players Asso- Alumni Association. So. We'll talk about that, uh, but stay tuned for Robbie Erlin when we come back after this. Hey, guys, the Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th for kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash When we come back, we caught up with Robbie Erlin earlier today. Enjoy that, and we're back right after this.
0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park.
1: Welcome back here. Later tonight, it's Padres and Cardinals. But here in San Diego, coming up later this week, you see everyone getting ready comic-con and joining us now a man who blends both the Padres and a little bit of comic-con today Robbie Erlin is recovering from Tommy John surgery. Robbie, it's been a while since we <laughs> have seen you man. Good to see a friendly face. Welcome back and yeah, welcome to The Social Hour sh- set. Thanks for
4: having me back. I appreciate
1: it. Now we'll get to your uh, your TJ recovery in a little bit and everything yeah. you're going through in that process but uh, the reason we have you on today you were here in town over with Conan O'Brien's people. This is something Will Myers did (laughs) last year, but it's Comic-Con. They're here hosting their show, and you were there with Eric Johnson, also recovering from injury. Uh, Tell us what you were doing. Some video games. You were getting live streams. Uh, Walk us through uh, what you had going on.
4: Yeah, so initially they took us into, like, the theater where, uh, I guess, Conan's going to film his shows and um, saw what they were setting up there, which looked really cool, and then they took us upstairs, and we played some video games, and, yeah, looked at the... Like the live stream, I think it was from uh... the YouTube channel or something, and uh... yeah, just hung out and <laughs> embarrassed ourselves. Uh, so it was now. it was
1: it bad? I, I wasn't able to, to watch it. You were on YouTube and you were on, I think, Twitch. Yeah, they had you guys live streams. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned that. Was it? Uh, what were you playing Mario Kart?
4: Was it? Yeah, we were playing. Like, it wasn't like the original Mario Kart. Like, right? It was. That's uh, what we grew
1: up on the old like N sixty four Super yeah. Nintendo Where stuff. You can't
4: see yeah. what you're doing, right? Uh, yeah, no, it was like a, a modern Mario Kart and uh yeah, it was kinda overwhelming. There's way too much stuff going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see these games today and it's like it used to be just you and your car and your little weapons, now it's like three D and there's all this crazy exactly, stuff going on yeah it was crazy so are you a big competitive guy did you go in thinking i'm gonna try and win this race or were you kind of <laughs> thinking you know what i'm just here to have fun and laugh no i just have
4: fun and laugh right. definitely
1: so, so luckily messing up then was okay yeah oh, in your book it was accepted <laughs> are you big into any of the stuff that's around comic-con or any
4: shows or movies or games or is this not really your normal scene to be honest i don't even really know what it entails uh i was actually <laughs> a little bit of everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was actually thinking of checking it out Um, This weekend, if I had some free time, just walk over there and see what it's all about. Um, I've heard a lot of people say good things about it, so, you know, might as well.
1: Well, the one thing it used to be, obviously, you hear in the name Comic-Con very comic-related, but now Mm -hmm. it's gotten so big, it's almost... Anything entertainment is going to be covered. So I think you'll find something you like, okay. no matter what it is. just got to look for it. That's yeah, cool. I
4: actually just got done with, like, the Game of Thrones series. Oh, beautiful. I got, I got tucked into starting that, and I was hooked. So uh, maybe some of that stuff will be over there. I'm a huge know, fan.
1: So. You're in the right place. So if you ever want to <laughs> talk Thrones, you let me know. But, yeah, right, they'll have plenty of stuff for you to check out uh, this week on that. All right, let's talk uh, Let's talk baseball and what you've been doing. Obviously, the, the Tommy John surgery. And you've got the scar you can see uh, as yeah. you're rocking your T-shirt. I mean, that yeah. thing looks brutal. Uh, as commonplace as this now is, unfortunately, in the game, it's still not easy to come back from. What's what's the process? Where are you at right now compared to the timetable for you from surgery till eventual getting back on the mound?
4: Uh, so today is actually nine weeks post-op, um, and we're still in the phase of gaining range of motion. So um, every day or every other day, we go in and just try and get my arm straightened out all the way, and then you know, flexed as much as possible. And um, as far as the training staff and PT staff say, um, we're right on track and right where we need to be. Did you think, because originally you went on the DL with just, was an elbow strain, Mm -hmm. and they didn't think
1: that the the Tommy John would be necessary. Mm -hmm. Once you found out that you were going under the knife, was was it a shock? Did you think in the back of your head it might have been a possibility from the beginning? How did that news hit you?
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel like once you go down with an elbow injury, it's always in the back of your mind um because it's so common nowadays. But you know, we tried the rehab and it just, you know, it wasn't really getting much better, so then we finally ended up uh taking a picture of it and getting an MRI and it kind of showed the damage. And uh you know, it's still a hard decision to make because you know like you're not going to be able to compete and go out and try and help the team win for, you know, at least a year. So um, it was kind of, you know, inevitable, though. Yeah. Well, So the physical thing we kind of know now, because
1: so many guys go through it, you almost know you're on track or you're behind track or ahead mm-hmm. of schedule. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally, because I'm sure there's those different stages. You're mad, you're confused, you're upset, you're, you're back on track to work. Take us through sort of the emotions you felt from when you
4: <laughs> found out until you're here today. Um, I mean, I was definitely... Like, down in the dumps, like, bummed when I knew the surgery had to be done. Um, You know, just the way it was damaged, you couldn't really pitch on that uh, for a long period of time. And, I mean, I guess I just tried to um, look at it, like, rationally as possible and tell myself that it needs to happen if I want to pitch, you know, hopefully for – you know, a few more years of my career, or, you know, whatever the case is. So there were a lot of emotions that went into it, but I guess I just tried to stay as rational as possible so that way I could deal with it and cope with it. You still
1: to stay in touch with any of the guys that are still out here playing, or are you kind of off on your own with your with your recovery and your rehab?
4: Uh, I come to the games when they're in town, so um, I'm at the, the clubhouse and all that every day, and yeah, still pulling for them, and um, you know, kind of try to get my work done, and you know, get out of their way because they're the, the twenty five guys playing that day. And uh you know they're definitely the priority. So that's, that's
1: great. Now uh video games you weren't it wasn't straining anything in there, right? That wasn't too strenuous no, no. of an activity to do.
4: No, it's <laughs> probably good for it to get it moving. <laughs> Maybe there you <laughs> go.
1: Yeah. Get to, get some Playstation uh rehab. That's a nice <laughs> exactly, little plug. Yeah. Right. awesome. Well Robby continued best of luck. Uh favorite Game of Thrones character since we opened that can of worms?
4: Uh Pro- they probably all died by now. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the problem with that show. Anybody <laughs> you learn to love, they're gone pretty soon.
1: Well, Robbie, uh, congratulations on the nice little Comic-Con uh, little Great. opportunity there. Thanks. And continue best of luck in the recovery. We hope to see you out in the mound as soon as possible. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Robbie Erland swinging by, taking some time during his rehab. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure you guys, Robbie, he says he's here at every home game. Join us yourself for the next baseball night in San Diego. It's Saturday, July 30th, when the Padres face the Reds at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a pair of SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. Get tickets at Padres.com. We're back with more Padres Social Hour. Don't go far. We're back right after this.
0: From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour.
1: Welcome back into the AMR studio. Blooper is stretching himself out during yeah. the commercial break. He's good, ready to push some buttons, so that's exciting. And our thanks to Robbie Erlin for uh, swinging by a little bit earlier to catch up with him. Uh, yeah, what's well,
2: this is Bloopers' ah. new normal button pushing, yeah. but he's stretching like his just shoulders stretch. and stuff. Just, just like just he's getting ready. I guess so. Just keep keep pushing <laughs> the button. Like a rehab assignment to me.
1: To, you know, I'd love to send
2: good. him down to El Paso for a week or two, let me Whoa. tell you. Huh? That'd be great.
1: Get blooper two up here. <laughs> seems really hot. Uh, there. Yeah, very hot. Uh, a couple tweets coming in uh, from the Robbie Erland interview. Uh, first from Michelle Margot, who's been on the show before. She hosts uh, Padres POV. Says Robbie, dressed like a true California boy. He was. Shorts, his t shirts nice, his hat. Yeah. Says Mike Janella, take notes. The one time I did wear shorts here on the 4th of July, I never heard the end of it that I should never wear shorts again. So. I, I can't take notes, unfortunately, yeah, at least call. for that outfit. Uh, and then James Clark tweeting in, uh, hold up. I'm going to have to hear Mike Janello say the name. I say it Mario again. <laughs> I guess my my Jersey accent came through. How do you pronounce it? Mario? Yes. Same? Mario. Yeah, am yeah. I, yeah. Mario. Mario. Yeah, thank uh. The one guy who grew up like 10 miles from where I grew up, of course, is of not course. the one that I want on my side. But Mario, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you, Blooper. I'm glad someone's here on my side. But uh, otherwise, we are severely outnumbered. All right, so thanks, Robbie Earland, again. Um, now I'm going to put you guys onto the uh, Cholula hot seat. How does that sound? <laughs>
2: Terrific. Uh, It's
1: mostly just just, uh, Randy on the Cholula hot seat today. Thank goodness. Yeah, so, Gracie, you can take a breather because I owe you one for hosting in my stead. So you're getting a pass here. Uh, John Jay, he's back in St. Louis, and uh, everyone, you know, talking about he's back to all these teammates and where he made his big league debut and he won a World Series. And he's talking about – this was his exact quote. uh, They're guys I still talk to on a daily basis uh, from the Cardinals. Those are guys that are going to be friends for life. So RJ, the hot seat question for you from your playing days: Are there you're very quick to throw guys under the bus when it's uh, convenient? Sure. But are there any guys that you still stay in touch with on that frequent of a basis, yeah, or I is that kind of in your past now? Sure.
2: I mean, the only roommate I ever had, Dan Spilner, a former a right-handed pitcher, and, and I was my only roommate I ever had. Uh, I talked to my roommate. He lives up in uh, Issaquah, Washington, near Seattle, and so I, I stayed in Larry Hardy. Another teammate of mine in the minor leagues and with the Padres in the big leagues, early pitcher. Uh, in fact, Larry was out for the All-Star game and visited with him for a while while That's he cool. was out here with his wife. Uh, and so he and Vicky, I hadn't seen Vicky in quite a while, but Larry and I get together. He likes to bird hunt, likes to fish, so we get along really well. But those are probably the two main ones that, you know, I talk to all the time. And John Diacoisto, you know, another pitcher. Uh, no everyday players, No. Uh, What a surprise. Pitchers hanging with pitchers,
1: right, (laughs) after the playing over. That's just the way it works.
2: Uh, It's got to be easier now, though, I would
1: imagine, texting and all this kind of stuff, as opposed to in the 80s or 90s after you retired,
0: writing letters, calling.
2: Quite a few years, but what's great is you can – I think Dan Spillner and I, uh, it must have been like 15 years I hadn't seen him at all. Um, And so that's when I was doing. I was doing some shows for the Outdoor Channel, some hunting and fishing shows. So I called him and said, they Spills, you know, why don't you fly on down? Let's go you know, film a show in Mexico. And so he did. You know, and then when he, he, the flight landed, man, we got in the truck and we were just driving to my house, and it was like we saw each other last week. It was just amazing, incredible how the relationships are.
1: And when you do get to that level of friendship with someone, you can be apart for so long. I and that's I, you get right back,
2: you pick up I, where you left off. And I think that's really the great thing about it, even uh, during you're seeing some of the players at the All-Star game. Hadn't seen him in a while, and uh, whether it be Gaylord Perry or whatever, just former teammates and stuff, it's, it's just like you saw him last week. And it seems to always be that way. It's great.
1: You would take, if you get a call from Randy Jones, hey, come down to Mexico, we're going to film a TV show. I mean, how quickly do you take him up on that offer? <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: you can't even count that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was yeah, great. Opening day, we called up Freddie Kendall, said, hey, we want you to come yep. down, catch yeah. Randy. You know, caught up with an old friend there. Yeah, was you great. know, there's bonds that are <laughs> built over uh, teammates that, that are hard to be broken.
2: Now, it's hard to get Freddie out of out of the, off the mountain, you know, if I want to see him, i got to go find him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we had to bribe him with a
3: Padre Jack. Yeah, but, you did, yeah. <laughs> but, but it worked. It did work. Hey, whatever Man, whatever gets you down. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, John Jay also, by the way, uh, congratulations to him. He was named as the uh, MLB Players Alumni Association Heart and Hustle Award winner for the Padres. So every team gets a winner named, and then uh, of those 30 men in November, they award the one guy the award. They've been doing this for uh, 11 years now. Uh, it honors active players who demonstrate a passion for the game of baseball and best embody the values, spirit, and traditions
2: of the game. So they honored John Jay as the pottery with a Padre Heart and Hustle Award. Yes. Okay. Do you object? Uh, no, no. I just then. What am I doing? August 18th.
3: You're gonna actually give him the award oh, on the field. That? Oh, they, they announced go. it today,
2: and then oh, <laughs> that's that certainly makes he sense. Has to, he has to wait <laughs> all <laughs> that time do. until
3: he gets his trophy. So I mean, <laughs> he's in dire anticipation, mm-hmm. waiting for you to give him the trophy, and it's a nice crystal Tiffany piece. I, just, I mean, I'm just trying to
2: get it right in my mind, you know. Uh,
1: it'll hopefully he's, he's still here. That that's past the <laughs> trading deadline. We'll have to. Maybe, maybe you can now
3: bring that up fun. on yeah. that on TV. Uh, I won't bring that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard things got a little bit testy while I was gone between you two. What? But, no. uh, Randy <laughs> stirs the pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing he is loves doing. I love. No one will ever accuse guy. him of not like it. doing that. All right, well, you are now off the Cholula hot seat, huh. sir. Thank you for uh, your time on it. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. we got tonight's lineup for you, some Supercuts head-to-head challenge, little mascot talk so don't go far. You're watching Padres Social Hour
0: we're talking padres all season long this is padres social hour coming to you from the amr studio inside the team store
1: welcome back tonight 5:15, about a half hour away padres and cardinals game two of four colin ray against carlos martinez uh, G- Garrick it not Sullivan. It's not
3: Martinez.
1: <laughs> <Maritinas? laughs> uh Yeah, we're getting more tweets in. So, uh, Garrick Sullivan here uh, tweets in, My dad is from Yonkers and also says Mario, like you. Uh, but, yeah, evidently I'm th- we're in the minority, us New wow. York City area people. Mario. Yeah. Seth, you're not helping me, man. <laughs> Being on my team for this stuff <laughs> is usually not good. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, before we get to the lineup tonight, uh, so some news in the mascot world we're talking about it in a whole different capacity (laughs) earlier in the show, Uh, but they announced today that the Mascot Hall of Fame, which has existed online since 2005, they're going to be breaking ground on it, I think this month, um, 20 miles from Chicago, it's in Illinois, so by next year, there will be an actual physical Hall of Fame that's all mascots. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is this weird? Is this cool? It's
2: bizarre. That's TMI, man. We don't need it. (laughs) What about the
1: kids? Kids must love going, I mean, you get to see the... Philly Fanatic,
2: maybe, well, if, or if, whatever. If, if you're in the Hall of Fame, the kid never saw it. I mean, you know, the kid's 30 years old or what when he saw the chicken. I mean, they just
3: have a bunch of taxidermied suits, like, <laughs> <and, and glass laughs> Game-worn <cases>. fanatic <laughs> skin. <Because> yeah, <laughs> guy stuffed. I think you can go. uh a stuffed fanatic. There you go. <laughs> they have a chicken at the uh, Hall of Champions, I think. Yes, right? they do. So you can go see a, a chicken suit there, but I don't know. I just – there's something about uh, mascots that need to be live and animated. I don't know, like, what a museum serves uh, them.
2: Why am I – I'm not shocked it's – Right outside of Chicago. Why? And What's just, that supposed right to mean just, about Chicago? Yeah, just, bub- He's always taking just shots. a bubble out of plum, you know. <laughs> <over there. laughs>
1: Never heard that before. Bubble on the plum. Not a lot of plum.
2: You know,
1: there's not level. <laughs> I just yeah, shave it, it down a little bit. <laughs> get, <laughs> him, get him level.
2: <laughs> That's a true duck, man.
1: Um, so that should open in 2017. <laughs> if you're interested on going to visit the uh, the, the Plum City, as well, we've now dubbed it. Uh, <laughs> the only Major League Baseball mascots already in it are the Philly fanatic Mr. Met and randomly Slider, who I didn't even know what team that was from. You had to tell me before the show, Gracie. The yeah, Indians. Yeah.
3: How did he get in? Prominently featured. Major League 2. That's all I got for you. So (laughs)
1: weird. Uh, The San Diego Chicken is also in it, but he's kind of an all-encompassing mascot. So uh, we'll see. Maybe the Friar gets in one day. But, yeah, you can go visit starting in 2017. Or not. Or not. Your choice. Yes. Uh, All right, let's get to tonight's lineup. It's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Leading off, it's Travis Jankowski playing center field with Will Myers at first base behind him. Then it's Matt Kemp in right field who had another home run. Young Harris Solarte protecting him playing third. Then it's Melvin Upton in left, Ryan Schimpf at second base, Derek Norris catching, Alexi Amarista getting the start at shortstop, and Colin Ray, who the Padres have a winning record uh, when he pitches on the mound this year, getting the nod. Takes us now to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge, and yesterday, Blooper with another win. He had Matt Kemp, who extended that home run hitting streak for the team and for himself. Blooper now uh, threatening to go up by twenty points. Almost the twenty. Almost your what twenty. You, you're
3: about to get to a magic number. I did mine. Close, <laughs> yeah. The blooper <laughs> magic number is.
1: I did mine. Champagne Saturday. celebration. I did mine. When you, I clinch. If you're buying the champagne, I will do the celebration. Really, really I will cheap champagne. Um, so Blooper now with two so wins down. in a row, Jeez. four out of five. This is the season best, 19 for him. Yeah, Randy, you only picked once all season yes, I'm while know. I was gone, and you won undefeated.
2: Yep. So, so we, so we want to change this. Let's do it in the next month or so. I'll just. So I want to celebrate with champagne. Head head. I want to pop bottles. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Interesting. We'll plan on that. Uh, Gracie, you get the pick today. You, uh, you go first. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. What do you don't got, look, champ?
2: Don't look at me, buddy. Don't look at Can you, ask FB. for help? He wants to go mm. out on his uh,
3: I want a left-handed hitter. Um, I'm going to go Schimpf. I really like his approach. Uh, he hasn't changed his approach. He hits with power, and he'll take his walks. So I'm going to
1: go Schimpf. All right. Schimpf for Gracie, and then you, Blooper, looking for that magical 20-point lead. Travis Jankowski. Top of the lineup, I like it. Hey, wow. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not relying on Myers and Kemp like I you like were forever. Like these ever. picks, good yeah, job. mix guys. it up a little bit. Good I job. appreciate
3: good. that blooper. I think we should change the rules for next year a little bit too. Some winning too hard. Well, you can't pick like, somebody. Can't pick the no, same I guy d- multiple times. Yeah, yeah like if somebody something? got picked, you he can't get picked the next day. Just to make it a pick little you more interesting. Times in a row, you yeah, exactly. Interesting. interesting. I like yeah, you get you get a Myers bank. You're only allowed to use Will Myers so many times. Wow. Or the other person could pick Will Myers, and this isn't even an argument. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I kept picking him because he kept hitting, and you guys a not criticism of you, it's a criticism of the game of the I system, think. yeah. But I like the game C- oh, yeah, do.
1: put it to uh, the rules committee and we'll uh, draft it. We'll send it to New York in the offseason and see what the uh, commissioner's I'll office I'll type is back a formal memo. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see how that goes. Good luck with that. I have a feeling that memo is going to end up where the rest of these papers end up <laughs> <and> that <then laughs> I read after. At, Brady's, at Brady's house. At Brady's house yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, Brady, if you're watching, we want our reads back, man. Um, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. Don't tell me Brady kept his. He did. He did. Oh. All Every, his every souvenir he uh, like, stripped, stri- stripped this place I clean. The one time he was here, surprised he left our TV behind. No. We're back to wrap things up on Padres Social Hour. Don't go far.
0: Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow we're back on at 4. It's
1: Bob Scanlon and Annie Heilbrun will be joining me. And as Comic-Con continues to just ascend. I'm sure we'll talk some more of that. We're going to try and see if we can get some fun stuff out there as well. Oh, I'm and sure. And you can take a breather tomorrow, Please Randy. Do,
2: do a couple of interviews for me, Mike.
1: <laughs> if we get, like, a, yeah, the cast of Mr. Robot or something, we'll call you down. No, sure you, you just to go ahead and do
2: that. it, and I'll show up.
1: you can just show up afterwards to talk yeah. about it? Uh, love it. we got uh, some tweets coming in here. Uh, let's see. James Clark saying, did Seth Foster just say he was, quote, winning too hard? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark that. Uh, Bridget yeah, we'll Sullivan that. saying uh, they're just sort of loser's blooper, even though they do have a valid point about yeah. changing the rules, I guess, and making this oh. a bit more democratic. And then uh, Jordan Gray tweeting in, I'm actually watching Padre Social Hour. Well, thank you, Jordan. Sorry wow. that it was such a twisting your arms to you get love you to the watch. Jordan, what are you I'm doing at home? What's going but, uh, on? Randy, I love your shirt. He says he loves this shirt. This, well, this is a nice a little different, guys. You know, The one you wore when I wasn't here was a that little floral number. Yeah. The, that was a nice shirt, too. You're really expanding the I wardrobe like the barbecues. this
3: summer. I mean, that's just you. Uh, I, exactly.
1: Grilling a wiener.
2: You know, I mean, it's I like the Padres shirts, but playing, you got to take a break. No,
1: I, <laughs> you I feel you. I dig it. Um, hey, today I do want to talk about this because a lot of the Padres fans were talking about this. So Keith Law, who's the big prospect hound for ESPN, came out with his updated midseason farm system rankings. Padres, number two, all of baseball. He says nobody in the majors has done more to add to oh. their system in the last 12 months than the Padres. When you spend, I mean, $60 million in international, you got the draft, the trades now, um, definitely that will get you on a rocket pack to the top. Uh, does this give you any solace as the team struggles on the big league level that, hey, maybe there is some help on the way, or do you not put that much stock into these kind of rankings? I,
2: I, I, I put stock into the whole concept. I, I, I've mentioned it before in spring training. I think that, that overall the organization and where they're headed and the way we're doing instructing in the minor leagues and developing players and our commitment to doing that is the best I've seen in 10 years. And there's no doubt that with this new talent and the, and the people that we've signed and everything that's going on, you know, if if, if these guys can lump and train these guys like we're supposed to and prepare them for the big leagues, you know, I, I think everything's looking really, really positive. But I still think it's two, you know, at least two years away. Yeah, no doubt. I, but I'm, I'm excited about it.
3: I'm even more so encouraged than the last time. I mean, the Padres were his number one team I think four years ago Correct. but it was this has to happen. It before. was a very different system though in that it was really, really deep of guys that could become average, everyday players. He made note that they have more upside guys than any other system in the league. And to me, that's the most important thing. You've got to find a way to get all-stars and even superstars, guys that can be really good in those first zero to six years that you can control, that are really good when they're cheap. That's how you win. I mean, that's the most important thing you can do in baseball, and that if he sees that out of this crop of players that they've recently added, I mean... It hasn't worked the last few years with veterans and trying to do it that way, so let's do it this way. I mean, it's worked for a couple teams coming up with the Astros. The, the Royals finally did it this way. I mean, it's the way a team like the Padres are going to have to be successful.
1: Now, the one thing he said was that while they are number two, it's a lot of long-term away help. He says he does, doesn't count Austin Hedges because he was already in the bigs last year, but he says that Marco, the only prospect he sees helping already next year, Hunter Renfro, a little shade getting thrown at him.
2: Hmm.
3: Doesn't like the no walks. Uh, uh, I think that's something he could develop. Uh, yeah, but, you know,
2: make, it, make, it a, make it a challenge for Renfro. I yeah. like it. He's got that power. I mean, that's something you, you can't
1: teach that. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And again, join us tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Bob and Annie join us. Blooper tries to stop winning so hard at life, mm-hmm. man. Killing it. It's See you the tomorrow. best. Yay. Thanks for watching Padre Social Hours.
5: See ya! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better